three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from feminism, feminist issues, and more. You are joined by your hosts, Megan Hoharts and Kenzie Meekbeck. Hello, Kenzie. Hello, Megan. What's up? You know, just um, conquering the world one day at a time. So today is July 12th. Yes. According to the podcast world. Oh, according to the podcast world. But what day is it for us? July 2nd. Happy birthday, Allison, my friend. Oh. Oh, wow. (laughs) So we've got a puppy in here and she's dragging around her leash. She's driving me effing insane. It is She's a baby. It's time to take this girl for a walk. Yeah. So we are going through two podcasts today. So um, this one, you guys are like, yeah, we listened last week. (laughs) But this one is about restorative justice. Which until you brought it up, I didn't even know what it meant. I'm relating it specifically to a conversation I had. So I kind of wanted to just leave it open-ended to let you... See what you would develop from it. Well, I had to Google what it meant. Yeah, I kind of did too, to be honest. Here's the definition definition that I have. An approach to justice in which the response to a crime is to organize a mediation between the victim and the offender and sometimes with representatives of a wider community as well. Okay, I'll read the one I looked up. Restorative justice is a theory of justice that emphasizes repairing the harm caused or revealed by criminal behavior it is best accomplished through cooperative processes that include all stakeholders according to the center for justice and reconciliation at prison fellowship international mine makes more sense what does yours mean um what do you think it means like in layman terms okay i think it's more like you bring you allow the victim the opportunity to talk to the criminals so they can talk about like the crime that happened dash restore it more than like just destroy someone's life okay I think I get what you're saying which I don't necessarily mean destroy as negative adjective because I am actually 100% honestly don't know how I think about all forms of restorative justice yeah um so I just wanted to throw out there that I just like don't know where officially I stand yet okay I don't think that I know enough to either as well how did you think of this topic yeah so that's a good question so I got into a talk with an acquaintance we were having lunch and uh, she seemed to actually lean more toward restorative justice than regular uh like Well, just in this conversation, I don't know her overall opinion, but um, to suspects and perpetrators behind what spurred the Me Too movement. Oh, interesting concept. Yeah. So what that means is from her perspective, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but what I think it means that in this case of the Me Too movement, according to what I think is to rather than shame or destroy the men's lives to try to put them through a process and educate them to see the damage that they did. That's an intense concept. I didn't think of applying this to the Me Too movement. 
Yeah. So that's kind of what spurred it. Um, so I guess what I think it means in her interpretation is that men that don't understand feminism or were giving the wrong ideas or were raised with the wrong thought process toward women to try to forgive and educate them rather than damn them to hell. Anyway, this is a concept that I hadn't thought about and I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, I think that... So we're not advocating for one way or the other, just to be 100% clear. I think that the fact that I didn't even know what it meant kind of indicates that it's not a commonly used term or commonly used um, way of doing justice. It, I was doing a little research last night, very surface level, so... I think it's only 20 years old. Okay. Or maybe in one of the countries I was researching about, the concept's only 20 years old. So it's it's pretty um it's pretty new. So this is um so it's kind of more there's articles that I've seen where I kind of get confused about the definition and please viewers reach out if you understand it better. But there's like somewhere I thought that restorative justice was just more like you kind of sit down the victim in the offender and you just let them talk about it and talk it out. And I'm like, how's that going to solve anything? Mm -hmm. And then another perspective, which I think is what the other girl was arguing was this headline. I kind of think kind of leans toward it. Can restorative justice help offenders reintegrate into society? So more of an educational perspective than just ridding them off altogether. I think that there's probably like if I were to begin forming an opinion about something that I don't know that much about, I think that there would be a difference depending on the mental state of the quote attacker and the severity of the attack. Yeah. And the severity of the incidents and the severity of the crime. Because I, if the person is severely mentally unwell I don't think just I don't think you can sit there as long as you want and talk as much as you want. But I don't think that that's going to solve anything. Now, if there was, for instance, one instance, then maybe talking about it could lead to some kind of conclusion where this person may not do it again. But I just think that it I think it would be a severely case by case basis. I mean, because then there's like other thoughts because like some kids come just from like a bad situation and mm-hmm. then it like escalates and then they get there and like, do they necessarily deserve like they were given a bad hand? Like, could they be reintegrated? Like there's uh, like the older I get, the more I realize that it's not black and white. Yes. And I think that Really, after I read the definition, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've listened to a TED talk about this. I don't know if they called it restorative justice, but it was very similar. So it was a girl who um, was probably our age and then her very first boyfriend. So we're talking back when they were 16, 17 years old. And the um, the relationship was how any normal high school relationship would start. Super fun, super flirty. Like, they weren't sexually active at the time. Um, they were both virgins. And then one night, I want to say prom night, they um, she got really, really, really drunk. And he did not partake in alcohol. And um, 
she they went back to his house and he forced himself on her and um and took her virginity and um it was this guy that you know we could probably see our high school boyfriends in this guy like super good guy never crossed the line before that and um it was just like this one instance of taking advantage of his girlfriend when she was extremely which intoxicated, is wrong. which is extremely wrong. And they, that ended the relationship right then. Like she ended the relationship. They never talked about it. I want to say she or he either even moved away, not because of this, but just with family circumstances, then never saw each other again. Then, um, flash forward years and I don't know who reached out to who, but they reached out to each other and, um, so much guilt the boyfriend had like unbelievable amount of guilt. And now they're going around the country together doing Ted talks, maybe even around the world. They're reaching a ton of audiences talking about this experience and what happened together. So, I think that this is a prime example of restorative justice and what it can mean. And not only does he not end up, you know, in in trouble, like I don't know what the form of trouble would be for that, but rather he's taking this situation where he made a huge mistake and influencing audiences around the United States, um, young men, young girls that have, she's influencing young girls and maybe what they've gone through. And so I think it's taking a terrible, terrible situation and turning it for the better. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think it's complex. It's a complex topic. Yes. Very. Yeah. Oh, let me grab that piece of paper. Sorry. We've got puppy over here. Um, so, This is an article that I kind of wanted to touch on. It's PBS can restorative justice again, help offenders reintegrate into society. And it's by Rebecca Beast. I don't, I feel like it's going to sound like a curse word if I'm being like a hundred percent on it. Beach. Rough. That must have been a rough (laughs) child. Sorry, Rebecca, but it's true. Okay, so um, it's a form of what's known as restorative justice, which encourages both sides to talk about how they are affected by a crime and offenders to take responsibility for their actions. So in many states, offenders serving time are barred from contacting victims. But in some prison programs, it gives victims a chance to ask questions in a way they weren't able to in court. So a prisoner can get the chance to do something positive for those that they might have harmed. And restorative justice is also used in many jurisdictions before incarceration. This allows offenders to sometimes avoid jail time for low-level crimes by meeting their victims to discuss the incident and how they can make things right. But prison and parole office um, offices are increasingly adapting restorative justice programs to help those who have committed serious and violent crimes while they are in prison and as they reintegrate into society, sometimes without participation of the victims or even their families. So yeah, what I thought of the definition was, um, and they stressed it was low level in that crime in that article. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you 
the more of the debate that I wanted to kind of just bring up with you, not even we probably want to have difference of opinion, maybe even because I don't even know mine. But um, like relating to like all the guys who I just forgot the guy, the main guy's name in the Harvey movie. Harvey. Yeah. Like relating to him. I think that that is like a systemic issue that he's a repeat offender. If it like this guy that did it in whenever. Well, he allegedly was, he's allegedly. Yeah. Bill Cosby. Same thing. I think that it's literally my opinion would be on a case by case basis for the for the TED talk that I just mentioned. I think that restorative justice is the way to go. I don't think that every case is the way like Harvey. No way. Maybe if you implemented restorative justice after the very first act, maybe then. But 50 plus allegations after that, I don't think so. And that's how I feel. Like, clearly that's how I feel. And he's convicted now. So he is guilty. The guy in the case with all the gymnastics. Oh, young yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Not fair. Not going to not going to improve. Clearly, that's well, he's an older man. So is Harvey. I think it's also um, a a age thing as well like it's so drilled into people's minds mm-hmm. and okay the well, i can't remember the gymnastics guy's name whatever the forgive gymnastics- us we're lacking on sleep on both ends <laughs> um he was molesting young girls yeah that's there's just, there's differences i just feel like there's a men- there there's a severe mental illness there for me in order to agree molest girls that are not within an uh, an age, an adult age um but i just think that it is a case by case basis and i think that it would have to be co- in order for restorative justice to work there would have to be a lot of things to happen it would have to be the first time it would have to be um a certain age it would have to be um non non I know nonviolent isn't the right word but because all mm-hmm. of it's violent mm-hmm. but um extreme violent it can be like extreme violence I think that there's so much gray there like how will we ever come to it being written in law right um but like her argument was like a lot of her guy friends were terrified after the Aziz Ansari incident. Oh, the they, Aziz Ansari is a big one. And they were like, what if I've done something mm-hmm. that I didn't realize I was pushing too far? What if I wasn't trying to be that way and I didn't know I was being that way? Or what if like society, when I was a young kid, I thought I was doing something wrong. So now they like are replaying things or just terrified of it. And she's like... That's why I worry about the other men who might it might isolate. And she goes, what about restorative justice for people for changing their minds? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a complicated topic. I just wanted to put that out into the world. Wow, Ken's Profound. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge effing topic. And I, I think that. I think that Harvey Weinstein should rot in jail for all of eternity and Bill Cosby. Today, I think another update and who knows by the time we release it. I mean, who knows what this will mean by the time we release it. But um, I think Harvey is facing life, maybe. Life in jail. Yeah. 
Good. I heard um, more more people. But he's not, I think, 100% convicted. So I heard more people came forward recently, too. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. That but guy. there's also a Bill Cosby documentary that I want to watch. Oh, boy. That one really blew my mind. Dude, blew my mind. That one real did. And, it, and I was just like, really did. And, and I was like, I'm sad. Bill Cosby, the Cosby show was the greatest. Yeah, I like watched him as like a young girl, like before I went to sleep on Nick at night. And then to know he was a perv the whole time, I was like a little girl watching Like, him. what the heck? And his poor wife, shit. And she's just like, ride or die over there. Oh, she is? I think. Oh, she's just like I think she doesn't believe it. Oh, she doesn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't research what the wife thinks. I think. Oh, wow. Don't quote me. She just doesn't believe it? I don't know. I'm not going to say it again because I'm not sure. Dude. But she's defending him. We should do an episode on the wives of these people. The wife of Bill Cosby, the wife when of Harvey. And the children. And the children. And the wife of the wife of the gymnastics guy divorced him, I think. Or is Oh, my God. That one I couldn't sleep ever again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would hyperventilate. Mm-hmm. Or the wife of the subway guy. Who's the subway guy? The Jared guy. <gasps> oh, yeah. He, he like, like had sex with like 15 year olds or something or pursued. I, I'm neat. I need I to look that up. He did something with young guy. women. Didn't he? Yeah. Or I want to maybe say porn on his computer with girls that weren't of age. But I think he also maybe talked to people. Is he in jail? Yeah. He's convicted. For, for the rest of his life or? I don't know. Dude. Again, why we need to do these episodes. Let's do an episode. I used the to know. It's just been a should we, should we do that? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it would be interesting as well. I like how we're talking it, it, the, our ideas through to our viewers. Um. Okay, well, what are you looking forward to this week, Maggie? I don't know because it's the future. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay, it's the 12th. Make it up. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm looking forward to. I honestly know what I'm looking forward to. Okay. Cheryl Crow at Chateau St. Michelle. Are you really going to that? Why I'm didn't you so me? Excited. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. It's so good. That's exciting. I want to say it's next weekend from now the future. Okay. Well, I get to see Cody this weekend <gasps> if it's in the future. If it's in the future, like the weekend of the future? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which we need to have him on. That would be awesome. Yeah. And he agreed. He said yes. Yes. What are we going to talk to him about? A male's perspective on feminism. Well, future selves, it's been good. Yeah, so he uh, is coming into town this weekend. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye.